We are going live once again today. Today is Monday, <clears throat> and today is the 19th, I believe, 19th of February here in Canada or in Ontario. Anyhow, it's called Family Day. So, anyhow, we're going to do a short teaching today, and we're coming live once again from Oshawa, Oshawa Durham region. Uh, the province of Ontario, southern Ontario, and then we've got uh, the nation of Canada and uh, the continent of North America. And making sure everything here, got the live stream going, got the camcorder, got the recorder. Okay, so this is live stream number 73. And of course, uh, we're making videos out of this for YouTube channel. And of course, we made podcasts out of these. And um, so basically, the title, the title is, Can You Pray Without Uttering Words? <laughs> There's a reason for that. And um, I wrote here, the Word of God has all kinds of things to teach us about prayer. Absolutely. There's tons in there. <laughs> Which can be confusing and frustrating at times. Oh yeah, I've been there, done that. Uh, but let us make things as simple as possible since prayer... Praying and prayer has to be taught in context with relationship between a father and one of his children. Alright? And that's the way it is in the family of God. And what we do is we kind of bring that over into the natural family sometimes. And there is a place for that. But we're going to look at things today because, I mean, what I said here... Can you pray without uttering words? And somebody had asked me that question. And uh, I thought it was a great question. And I've had a couple people in my life over the few years that have been saved that, that said <laughs> that when they pray in tongues, and this is not going to be about tongues today, but when they pray in tongues, they pray in their hearts. That's impossible. That's impossible. You can't pray in tongues in your heart like you're talking in your heart to, to yourself or even to God. Alright? When you pray in tongues, you got to pray out loud. And it doesn't mean you have to be loud, loud, just under your breath, whatever. But you got to use your mouth. And there's also a place to talk to God in your heart. Like where you're not using words with your mouth. There is a place for that. But it's not, it's not part of... It's not a big part of prayer in the true sense of the word praying, uh, declaring the word, all these different uh, ways you, you can uh, describe prayer, time of prayer. Even when I go to pray, a lot of times I'm not going to pray, I'm going to confess the word. I'm going to um, speak the word. I'm going to sow the word. That's what I'm going to do. All right? And uh, so the, the title of the teaching maybe is a little bit misleading not in a not in a not in an evil way or anything like that but so let's look first of all I just want to share this uh, this is back in 2007 uh, when I I retired from construction I quit my job and uh, going you know full-time into the ministry and the Lord spoke to me one day and this is what he said I, I want to hear two things coming out of your mouth out of my mouth, not in my heart, but out of my mouth, all right? And that was, he said, tongues and my word. And I've been pretty faithful to that. 
Uh, tongues always have been. Speaking God's word, um, been pretty faithful to that. But there's times where, you know, you're speaking your circumstances and not what his word says, but you get off, you know, you get off track a little bit, but then you get back on track, you know, and that's what I like about God. God, there's always grace there. Okay, you can change, you know, I remember one day the Lord told me, I said, well, I haven't been, uh, you know, speaking exactly uh, <laughs> the right things in, in a certain area. And he told me right away, he spoke to me, he says, you can change anytime you want. You can change what you say anytime. Uh, so that's, that's part of grace, you know. So let's look, at, um, let's look at a few verses. We're going to make this short today. We really are. And let's look at Psalm 103.20. Very interesting little verse. Psalm 103.20. It says here, Bless the Lord, you his angels... I'll make sure everything's still recording here. You his angels, you mighty ones, uh, who do his commandments, who do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. To the voice of his word. So you know what? God's angels, who are your allies, they're there to minister to you and for you, to help you out with what God has called you to do and not what you want to do. They hearken, they respond to the voice of His Word. So they need to hear His Word coming out of your mouth. And it doesn't have to be loud. You know, like I'm loud, but they, that's what they want to hear. They don't want to hear anything. You start speaking anything else, <laughs> they're out of commission. You know, they're not working for you. They only work when you're speaking the Word and speaking it in faith. Alright, we're going to touch on that a little bit here. So the mouth, speaking God's word, that's part of prayer. Uh, let's look at Romans 10. Let's go to the New Testament. Now, people say, well, that's Old Testament, what you just read. Yeah, well, angels are for today, right? And uh, so let's go to Romans, Romans 10. We all know this one, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Romans 10, chapter 10, 9 and 10, verses 9 and 10. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips, uh-oh, your lips, your mouth, that Jesus is Lord, and in your heart believe, absolutely, uh, that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, and so is justified, yeah, and with the mouth, with the mouth, with the mouth, <laughs> He confesses and confirms His salvation. All right, very important. That we speak the word. That we speak the word. Alright? So I wrote here that God is the performer. God is the performer of, uh, of the spoken word, but also of the believed word. Alright? So you can speak the word all day long, and you need to be doing that. And it doesn't mean you believe it. Alright? But you need to keep speaking it because that's part of sowing the word. All right? So when you're sowing the word, you're building faith because faith grows like a seed. The word's been given to us in seed form. That's Luke 8 11. So I spend, when I have time, I used to do more, but I try to spend a lot of many hours listening to the word while praying in tongues and speaking the word. His promises 
certain verses from the Bible he gave me and um, different things like that. Reading the word out loud, reading chapters from Colossians, Ephesians, uh, Philippians, uh, uh, Galatians, I mean Jude, I mean I, I, I speak it out. You know, I like to hear it. I know he likes to hear it. I need to hear. Alright? So regarding God as the performer of his spoken word, let's go to Genesis 1. That's where it all begins. That's where I should have started with this one. But that's okay. Uh, Genesis 1, 3 to 4. A lot of people don't believe that this applies for us today. Well, that's, you know, that's their problem. And uh, I, ne I didn't believe in that years ago. Years ago, I did not believe in this stuff. Alright? So Genesis chapter 1, ver let's look at verse 3 and 4. And God said... Uh, let there be light, and there was light, or light be, and light was, in the Hebrew. And God saw that there was light. Alright? So God said. So God said. So God spoke the word. His word. He is the word. And God spoke it. Alright? And we find this, God said, right through the first chapter of Genesis. It's everywhere when he's creating. So I should call it the creative word. I like that. I probably said that in my notes somewhere. Uh, but the creative word is the spoken word in faith. Alright, a lot of people don't believe in this stuff. That's fine. That's Well, it's not fine, but anyhow. Um, yeah, the creative word. Alright, the word that creates. You know, it's got to be spoken in faith. But until you get in faith, you got to keep speaking it. This is part of prayer. This is part of prayer. And then let's look at Joshua. This is going to be probably the last one. Let's go to Joshua. Joshua, we all know this one too, or we should know this one. Joshua 1. 1 8. Somebody gave me Joshua 1 3 yesterday. That's a good verse. That's a good verse. But Joshua 8, 1 8 is the key to walking in. Joshua 1.3. So Joshua 1.3, Every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread, that have I given to you as I promised Moses. Alright? But the key, the key to walking in that is found in verse 8. This book of the law, the word of God. Alright? Back then they called it the book of the law. But today it's the word of God, the Holy Bible. And God's promises and some of the words that God gave Moses and Joshua back then, they were promises. The promised land, right? Entering the promised land. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, meaning you need to keep speaking it. You need to keep speaking it. But you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written. For then, for then, and only then... <laughs> You shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Now, we all want success. The world wants success. The Christian world wants success. The church world wants success. And uh, to some degree, the church has been unsuccessful. Alright? In the most part, it has been unsuccessful, unfortunately. And we need to change that. Because when the church is unsuccessful, then in its mandate, in its great commission, etc., 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 then you're going to have some serious issues in the world. And we do have some serious issues in the world. And we've always had serious issues in the world. 
but we are to be the light of the world. We, do, we are to be the salt of the world. We are to be the light of the earth or light of the world, salt of the earth. Mm. Yeah, all right? So we need to be, you know, we need to be, uh, we need to change the way we've read the word, the way we do things. And, um, and this is what it's all about. That's what we're doing here with what we're doing at this time with Missionary Enterprises. And we're going to be doing a whole lot more. But anyhow, I don't despise small beginnings, that's for sure. So, I think that's going to be it for today. And uh, as I finish always my teachings, I always encourage people to walk, to learn, to walk in the fullness of your sonship. Yeah. Uh, by learning to walk in the fullness of the grace of God and of the faith of God, because it is faith that gives access to the grace of God. Shalom and Amen.